Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Would you be the jerk for not inviting your closest friend to your wedding? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for refusing to plan my wife's birthday dinner around her family? My wife, 26-year-old female, is the baby of her family and her birthday has become a bit of a sore topic for her. Ever since she was little, she was asked to accommodate for her family when it came to birthday meals. Her brother-in-law, married to her oldest sister, who's been around since she was two, has Crohn's disease and, of course, they have dietary restrictions due to this. But my wife is the only person in her family who has to sacrifice for this. My father-in-law only likes steak and potatoes. He's very strict with that and despises weird but exotic food with weird sauces and my wife is expected to accommodate to him as well. My mother-in-law is huge into salads, but like her husband, doesn't like exotic veg, aka Asian veggies, my wife is expected to accommodate for her as well. Neither of the parents like spicy food or foreign foods. My sister-in-law, not the one married to the brother-in-law with Crohn's, doesn't like heavy food. And no, I don't really know all the details on that, but again, my wife must accommodate, This crap started back when she was five and back then her favorite meal was this chicken casserole dish her grandmother used to make. My wife remembers her parents asking if they could have steak and salads with soup for her birthday dinner instead of the casserole because everyone else would struggle to eat. She was upset and they saw that and she remembers a little pressure being added. And she agreed and almost identical conversations happened every year after that. When she got older, they were all doing dinners in a restaurant for birthdays, and my wife could never have either of her favorite places. She had two choices total, and those two were the ones that could accommodate everyone else's food requests, and she never got to have a meal she loved on her birthday. I've known my wife for nine years now, and I've witnessed it year after year, and she's lost a joy or interest in her birthday. So this year, I decided that I was going to take over planning her birthday celebration, and I chose her favorite restaurant. Our friends and my family all say they will come, but my in-laws have complained about the restaurant of choice. I told them the venue had been booked and we will understand if they can't come. I got replies back saying they want to come but can't and I said that was unfortunate. They told me my wife always makes accommodations for them. I confirmed that it was true and I pointed out they never returned the favor. I asked why they should enjoy her birthday meal more than her. They said it's not like that and I said yes it is. I said they'd take advantage of her love for them and the fact that she doesn't want to upset or leave anyone out. I told them they should be doing the same for her on her birthday. I told them I would not plan her birthday dinners around them anymore and they will not change my mind. They're ticked at me in saying that I'll be the reason they won't be able to come. Am I the jerk? I guess my question would be how does your wife actually feel about this? Because it does feel like OP's kind of spearheading ahead here and just being like, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate her and you guys, if you can't show up, well, that's how it should have always been. I mean, if she truly honestly does feel okay with that, then all right. I mean, the bottom line here is I think most people can agree the in-laws saying, oh, we can't come. 
is total nonsense because there's no way that there's nothing on a menu at a place that they can't have. Especially when you say your dietary restrictions are heavy foods, whatever that means. I can only eat potato chips. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for not giving a family engagement ring to my stepsister who got engaged before me? When my dad proposed to my mom, my paternal grandparents, aka dad's parents, gave him a ring from their family to propose to mom with. My grandparents adored my mom and saw her as a daughter, they had four boys, and wanted to welcome her to the family with the ring. She treasured it and before she died, she and they had discussed my grandparents keeping it safe for me. After my mom died, my dad remarried. His second wife was upset that she wasn't offered the ring like my mom was. My grandparents explained it was being kept safe for me, as the last owner had wanted her only child, aka me, to have it. My dad's wife came into the marriage with a daughter just like dad had me. I was 9 and she was 7. We're now 22, me and 20, her. My stepsister got engaged a few weeks ago. Her boyfriend proposed without a ring because he wanted her to pick one out. She decided to ask dad if she could have the family engagement ring. He asked my grandparents and they said no. His wife told my grandparents it might not be me but the ring would still be going to their granddaughter. They said not the granddaughter it was intended for and my stepsister was not my mom's daughter. Therefore, she would not be entitled to it and my mom would have hated to see it go to my stepsister. When speaking to my grandparents failed, his dad and his wife came to me. My stepsister was upset that they didn't overrule what my mom wanted. She has some abandonment issues. Her dad abandoned her, neither side of her biological family want her, and my grandparents and uncles are the only extended family she has ever had. But she always felt like they favored me because of how much they loved my mom and how often they spoke about her and about us, me and mom. Them turning her down really got her down. So my dad and his wife wanted me to make it up to her and wanted me to take the ring and then give it to her. My dad said it would mean so much to my stepsister and while it would mean I don't get that ring, I could still get another ring and it would make a family member happy. His wife said that they had both lived in my mom's shadow from day one and this could be a time where they are not treated as secondary to my mom. She said her daughter always adored me and never saw me as a stepsister and it hurt her that I never saw her as a sister. She said I could do this and make her feel loved like she deserves. I refused to give my stepsister the ring and my dad and his wife told me I was being selfish and hurtful. Am I the jerk? I think OP through and through is not the jerk here. The bottom line here is OP stepsister and anybody on that side of the family has no lineage to that ring. There's no connection going on here. I don't know why they're so invested in getting that ring. If anything, this just screams of like a family being insecure across all of them and wanting to have one way to feel like they've won up somebody who's dead and gone. OP is not the jerk. Our next story is... Am I the jerk for not allowing my ex-girlfriend to meet our son after she abandoned us? When I was 21, I met this girl Linda in college. We started dating and after a year, she accidentally got pregnant. I felt I was too young to be a father but decided that if she wanted to keep the baby, I would have taken care of them. She changed her mind a dozen times but in the end, she decided to keep the child. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. So I did what I had to do. Our families weren't rich, so I left college, found a job, and started preparing for the child. My son Leo was born in June. I worked impossible hours, spent whatever was left of my time taking care of Leo, and my mother spent a lot of time at our apartment to help taking care of Leo. Linda's parents did basically nothing. They told me in my face that I was not welcome in their home, and they spent a total of two hours with Leo in the months following his birth. When Leo was seven months old, Linda bailed on us. One day she called my father to come help taking care of Leo. He went to our apartment, and she wasn't there. Leo was sleeping in his crib, and Linda's belongings were gone together with the money left in the house. I tried contacting her and going to her parents' home, but they weren't there, and she never answered the phone. It's been 11 years since then. Now it's just me, Leo, and my father. My mother unfortunately passed away last year. Despite all the problems we had, Leo's grown up to be an amazing, cheerful, and smart kid. He is my pride and joy, and I will do anything to protect him and make him happy. He doesn't remember his mother. A few weeks ago, Linda showed up at my door in the middle of the day. She asked to talk, and I reluctantly agreed. To sum it up, what she said... She's sorry for what she did and wants to be a part of Leo's life again. I told her no. She begged and then said some unkind things about me as a person when I refused again. I told her I do not care what she thinks. Until Leo is old enough to make a choice, she will not see him. After he's old enough, I'll tell him the truth and he'll decide on his own accord what he wants to do. Since, unfortunately, we live in a small town where rumors spread rapidly, I'm now being judged by some neighbors for my reaction. 
I don't think I'm in the wrong here, and my family agree with me, but I guess another opinion would be welcomed, since I'm basically going crazy, so here I am. Am I the jerk? I think the tricky thing here is Leo's what, almost 12, if not already? I'm no expert or not, but deadbeat mom or not, when do you kind of confront your son with this truth? I mean, obviously you don't want them to spiral. You don't want it to affect them when they're growing up so positively right now. But at what age does it become appropriate to be like, hey, your mom does want into your life, for whatever reason, may not even be wholesome, and at what age do you become the jerk for withholding that? Our next story is, am I the jerk for firing our family therapist after she asked for tips? My ex and I have a 12-year-old boy who's going through some things. We found a therapist and we've been seeing her for a couple of years. It hasn't been life-changing for me in any way. In fact, it became more of a pointless chore like making your bed or folding your underwear. I might have gotten a few things out of it but would not do it again. A few weeks ago, I told our therapist that it's bizarre to not have to worry about money for the first time in my life. I make good money and don't have many bills. I'm saving like a thousand dollars a month. Last week, the therapist asked me if I could start making a co-payment. I don't have a co-payment because my insurance covers 100% of therapy sessions. I explained that to her. She said that was true, but maybe I could start paying like $20 cash because she's not making a lot of what my insurance pays her, like a tip. I was at a loss for words. I said, and I suppose this has no relation to my telling you that I had disposable income from a few weeks ago? She said, of course not. It was like she was asking for a raise. I said I'd think about it. I found nothing about tipping your therapist. I talked to my ex and said I was firing the therapist. She told me not to throw away two years of work, and I said this therapist tried taking advantage of me. She offered to pay, and I said I'm not stopping you, but I'm not doing the sessions anymore, and neither is our son. The trust I had in our therapist is forever broken. I left a voicemail and text message explaining we weren't in need of services anymore. I haven't heard back. Guess what? Our lives didn't fall apart, and the therapist replied that I totally misunderstood this whole tip thing. Yeah, I'm sorry, but this is just completely inappropriate for your therapist to ask, and even if, like, in some reality, it wasn't inspired by the fact that OP was like, for the first time in my life I have disposable income, it still would be an inappropriate thing to ask your client, and especially with the timing, it does feel like they're processing the information you give them and running it through a filter to see, how can I take advantage of this? Can any of this apply to me? It makes you feel like this therapist has the ability to process the information you're giving them in a whole non-professional way. And that's the main reason why OP and if I were in OP's shoes, I'd fire this therapist out of a cannon. I would say highly consider reporting that behavior. You're never going to make a client feel safe and secure asking them for a $20 bill on the side. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not telling my girlfriend that the gem I gave her was fake? I, 26-year-old male, have fake gems made of glass on my desk for decoration. They all look real and my girlfriend saw them and asked me if she could have one. Not really thinking about it, I said yes and we went on with our night. When she left, she took one of the gems with her and a few hours later called me to yell at me for not telling her the gems were fake. I asked her why it mattered and she said she tried to sell it, and the buyer told her it was fake. I told her I didn't think she would sell it, so I didn't think to tell her it was fake, but she called me a jerk anyway. So, am I the jerk? 
I don't think OP's the jerk here. I'm just curious why they had these gems on their desk. What are you doing, playing Thanos? She just walked up to you and said, hey, can I have one of these? You said, yeah. She's the one who didn't inquire about it, didn't do their research. And honestly, if they walked up to say, hey, can I try to sell one of these? Your answer probably would have been different. This next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to stop spoiling my daughter? Me, 45-year-old male, and my ex Haley, 40-year-old female, split up amicably because she came out as a lesbian. She's now married to Jane, 41-year-old female, and they have two daughters together, Rose and Mel, 14 and 10. Me and Haley also have 50-50 custody of our daughter Anna, 17. Now, to start, every person involved in the story, except possibly me, is an amazing person. I truly love Haley and her wife and view them as dear friends. The issue, however, involves the amount of money I spend on my daughter, Anna. I'm fairly well off thanks to working for years on my business, and I like to buy my daughter the best of the best. She is also not bratty and doesn't act spoiled. She always shares the stuff that I get her, designer bags, dresses, tech, even her new car, with her stepsisters, and they have an amazing relationship. I also make sure to buy equally expensive gifts for all three girls when it comes to special occasions, as a good family friend should. However, my daughter has a much bigger allowance than her stepsisters, and that obviously shows in the stuff she buys for herself. So far, I had not heard any complaints from anyone. That is until Haley came over the other day to talk, and asked me if I can tone down Anna's allowance a bit. I asked why, and she told me Jane's sister was worried when she found out about the arrangement. She believes you can't raise kids in one household with different lifestyles without creating resentment. And while they may have an amazing relationship now, that might change when the two girls get older and start to understand concepts like wealth and class. However, I think that applies more to situations where one side of the family is starving and the other is fed with a silver spoon. Not discrepancies in the amount of Taylor Swift merch owned, especially since Anna always shares. She's also not allowed to spend her money on traditionally family experiences like Disneyland or trips without offering it to the girls too. And frankly, I worked hard for my money and shouldn't be obligated to consider the impact on another family's dynamic before spending it. But on the other hand, I'm worried about what if Jane's sister is right and if this could be planting seeds of resentment. If that's true, I'd rather my daughter have a better relationship with her sisters than a larger allowance. Am I the jerk if I refuse to stop spoiling my daughter? Please be brutally honest. I just can't blame OP. I think if it's your daughter, just your daughter, and you have the money and the desire to treat them, you can't just go your life being like, well, they're in a situation where other people are going to be a little bit more jealous. I say cherish and treasure your daughter and treat them to the life that you want to give them. If those kids grow up jealous or having resentment, It's on them to grow up and process and understand that the situation is just different. That there is no concept of unfair in that circumstance. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to cancel my wedding after my grandfather's death? My fiancé, 27-year-old male, and I, 26-year-old female, are getting married next Saturday. Three days ago, my grandfather passed away. My grandmother, mother, siblings, and other family members are devastated. The problem is, I'm really not. I shed a few tears, but truth be told, my grandfather was kind of a jerk, and we didn't have the best relationship. He wasn't that great of a husband, either. 
I know for a fact some members of my family share this sentiment, even if they won't say it out loud. If the shoe was on the other foot, I don't think he would cancel an important event for me. My mother saying I'm not thinking right and to keep her and grandmother's feelings into consideration, but I don't really care. I'm dying to marry my fiancé already. I just feel like it's our time to do this. If I cancel, we'd also be losing a ton of money on deposits we've made. Venue, catering, etc. The funeral's going to be on Wednesday, so three days before our wedding. I've heard whisperings of family members saying they'll no longer be attending the wedding, which is kinda hurtful. So, am I really gonna be the bad guy for this? I understand that they're grieving, but when you've spent so much time and money locking this in, grief or not, you can't just upend it and move it. Maybe if everything was able to be refunded and moved, but that's just not realistic, right? This next story is, am I the jerk for not giving my engagement ring to dead fiancé's family? Dead fiancé's name is John, and I'll start at the beginning, about four years ago. I was engaged to John after dating for four years. When he proposed, the ring he used was two sizes too big. We went to the store that he bought it from two weeks before proposing, and he kept the receipt. Got the right size and kept the same style. We did plan to have a wedding, after three years of planning and saving. Ten months after the proposal, John passed away in a car accident. I used the savings for wedding to pay for his funeral. The day after the funeral, John's brother came to ask me for the ring. I asked why. His response was that the ring had been passed down to their family for five generations. Told him that was BS because I have proof of the ring was bought for me less than a year ago. We argued for a bit and then he stormed out. Then I get the calls from John's family saying I'm a liar and demanding the ring. Then I got a letter from their lawyer. In the letter, they also demanded that I reimburse them for the costs of John's funeral. So I got myself a lawyer, showed the proof about the ring, and I paid for the funeral, in court, and I won. I thought that madness was over until John's sister recently started messaging me. She and her boyfriend are engaged but haven't gotten a ring and she wants John's ring. After I said no, she went crazy and messaging non-stop demanding. I've blocked her over and over, but she finds a way around it. I was having brunch with my friend. My mobile was on the table. A message from my sister popped up and my friend saw it. My friend knows about everything, before my sister's first message. I explained about her messages. Friend believes I'm the jerk and I should give her the ring. She told my other friends and they're all saying the same things. Now I'm doubting myself. So am I the jerk? How in the heck did your friend hear the details of what went on and said to your face, oh yeah, you're the jerk, you should give her the ring? In what reality, what planet are they living on in which they think OP's the jerk here? Everything OP shared about their friends and their friends' friends has just got me so irrationally upset, almost to the point where I feel like it's a bait post. Something that is so unreasonable that it just makes you stop and go, how were they seeing it so wrong? OP is clearly not the jerk. And honestly, I would say, get a restraining order. This next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to feed my husband's nieces and nephews? I, 26-year-old female, have been with my husband Caden, 26-year-old male, for 8 years. And we've been married for 4. We have a 2-year-old together and we're expecting baby number 2. My relationship with Caden's brother and sister-in-law has never been great. She got really weird around me pretty quickly and things soured from there. Caden told me his sister-in-law was jealous of the fact I hit it off so well with his mom and sister, but especially his sister, and that his brother had always kind of followed his sister-in-law's lead. 
Seems his sister-in-law was around the family since she was a kid, and she and my brother-in-law have been together since high school. She always thought that she would be like the second daughter for the family, but sister-in-law and her have always clashed a little and were never tight. Caden has been great about standing up for me when needed, and he has shut down the sister-in-law on more than one occasion when she was being rude. One of the things that has resulted from all this is Caden's sister-in-law insisted I will never be her children's aunt. They have specifically been told I am not their aunt and they are not to call me Aunt Emmy. I've been kept at a distance from the kids during family gatherings and generally sister-in-law will ensure I don't interact with their kids. Caden sees them less as a result because he refuses to have me leave our home so they can visit, something his sister-in-law tried to insist on. My relationship with sister-in-law is the best though and we are close. She has a child the same age as mine and she'll come over and we hang out with our toddlers. Since she's here so often, I'll often have enough food for both kiddos. She's picked up some inspo from me on how to introduce food to toddlers, since she said her kiddo eats better since they started hanging out with us. She mentioned it at a family dinner recently because her parents commented how much better her kiddo was eating too and the different plates she used. She said it was all thanks to me and was saying how she really owed me one. Caden's sister-in-law asked why she hangs out with me so much and never spends time with her. It brought up some of the underlying issues simmering around between us. She then asked why I never do that for her kids and why I'm not sharing my vast knowledge with her. Kaden jumped in and said she had made her feelings clear about me and has ordered me to stay away from her kids. So how am I supposed to do any of that with her or them? The very next day she asked if the kids could come over for lunch and I said no. She asked about some other day and I said no again. She then told me I was a butt and excluding her kids. I told Caden what happened and he talked to his brother, or more like fought with him. I do feel kind of bad for the kids and would love to get to know them better, but I don't trust their parents in any of this. Am I the jerk? Man, it's really conflicting because in OP's situation, you want to have like a bond with those kids, you want to be able to hang out with them. But when they're finally giving you the green light only after having this blow up over this dinner... You're just left feeling like it is not being done for the right reasons and like it's not a wholesome or sustainable thing. And I bet OP's probably also feeling like they're going to come over and still be just as controlling, right? I don't blame OP for putting their foot down here. I'm just sad those kids are getting yanked around as a result. Our next story is, am I the jerk for laughing when my son's mom asked for money? I share custody of my 8-year-old son with his mom. Neither of us pay nor receive child support. We are responsible for paying certainly for things. It was signed off by me, her, and a judge. My ex Rachel has now been complaining about her finances and how she's struggling despite having a good job. Everything is expensive and there's always a bill. I told her she's not the only one with financial problems. She then asked me for a couple of hundred dollars a month to alleviate her finances. I said absolutely not. Just because I can get overtime does not mean I'm going to use it, give her the money and spend less time with my kid. I asked her why can't she get a second job. She was offended by my question. I said I was offended by you asking me to work more so you don't have to cut down on your spending. Things are now tense between us. And no, my son isn't going to live in a tent or dig in the trash for food. She will live if she gives up her bi-weekly massage and stops shopping going out to eat. I don't blame OP. As long as the kid is being taken care of, then really anything else is not OP's responsibility or care. And even in classic cases of child support, 
it's child support, not spouse support. Our next story is, am I the jerk for bailing on my best friend when she scheduled her surgery on my birthday and wouldn't reschedule after I asked her to? So me, 38-year-old female, and my BFF, 39-year-old female, have been friends for 26 years. We've had similar medical issues throughout our lives, and I suggested a surgical procedure I'd done, and her doctor agreed that it would benefit her too. So she gets scheduled, and told me it was scheduled for my birthday. I was shocked, but kept my cool, and I politely asked her to reschedule for another day. This was told to me on July 17th, 2023. My birthday is October 16th. There was more than enough time to make arrangements for another day. She said she needs me to take care of her after surgery, but I have annual birthday plans with my family who are coming into town, specifically for my birthday. I personally think it's rude and I find it selfish. I know I sound selfish, but I would never schedule surgery on her birthday because in March 2023, she scheduled her ablation surgery on my mother's birthday, which was and still is an emotional day for me as she, my mom, has been gone for 17 years. I want to be there for my friend, but I don't think I should have to put my birthday on hold either. I get one day a year where I get to go out and enjoy my friends and family all together with me. She never comes to my annual parties anyway due to her addiction recovery and triggers, alcohol, and I respect that. And we always do something else, aside from my annual get-together. My parents are flying in Sunday night and leaving Tuesday morning. They have an entire itinerary planned for the day. And I told them about her surgery and they, too, said to ask her to reschedule. It's not major surgery. It's not life or death. It's a common female procedure that can be pushed back a week. I have no issue helping her during her 6-8 to eight recovery period. But why didn't she reschedule? Why is she like this? So, am I the jerk for not being there on her day of surgery? It's completely understandable for OP to say, I won't be able to come on this day because it's my birthday. Where OP may be the jerk is saying, you need to reschedule, I don't understand why you can't reschedule. At the same time, the friend is also the jerk. At the same time, if the friend even remotely suggests that OP give up on their birthday plans to come support them in the surgery, They're also the jerk, so kind of a bit of both sides maybe. Our next story is, am I the jerk for asking a disabled person to touch their mobility aid? I, female 22, have a service dog for fainting episodes. My dog is basically my medical equipment, since he alerts when he senses an oncoming episode and either breaks me out of it or keeps me safe during it. He became a huge life changer for me since I can go out in public without being anxious about fainting, which obviously isn't helping and may cause another episode. So yesterday, I was at the grocery store buying some food and minding my business with my dog by my side. Keep in mind, it's a very cute, fluffy, husky dog, so I understand the urge to pet the cute creature. That's why he has a special vest with a huge butt, medical alert service dog do not touch on it after a while i was approached by a young boy around 12 or so in a wheelchair who asked if he could pet the dog i politely declined saying that the doggo is working and i'd rather not have strangers disturb the working process of my medical equipment he insisted and i declined again then his mother approached us with the same question i was already getting ticked 
And so I snapped and told the boy that he can pet my dog only if I can pet his wheelchair. His mom got annoyed saying that it's weird to touch others' medical equipments, and I snapped and said, yes, that's the freaking point. She called me a jerk and left. In all honesty, I don't think that I'm the jerk, but I'm interested in whether it was a jerk move to get rude and ask to touch a very personal thing in response to being asked to let them pet my service dog. So 100%, I don't think OP's the jerk here. It wasn't that they actually wanted to pet the kid's wheelchair, it's just they wanted to show to them how ridiculous their request was. It's just they were too dense to understand. It's honestly incredible the things service dogs can do, but man do I not envy the people who have these dogs for very legitimate reasons who are literally on the job making sure if something happens you're going to be protected within reason and still have to like worry all the time about other people running up to grab the dog, pet the dog, when really they're there to try to make sure you survive. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.